Hello and welcome to this Brit Rest Roundup episode 60.5 Extra Special, a full review of the recent WXW 16 karat gold tournament. We had title changes, heel turns, upsets, and of course, just some truly incredible ring action. Hello everyone and welcome. This is T and Tice, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling as featured on bodyslam.net, brought to you by Powered4TV. I am your host, the great British attacker, Mr. Andrew Moore, Andy to most, and I am solo today for this uh, extra special WXW 16 karat gold weekend review. Uh, that's because uh, Dan hadn't had a chance to watch the whole of WXW 16 karat gold because he is busy as a councillor uh, trying to gain some votes and good on him for that. So, 16 karat gold weekend. Wow. It was a truly, truly fantastic uh, show. I'm just going to concentrate on the tournament itself. So I won't be doing the uh, Ambition tournament or Ambition 13 and or the WXW We Love Wrestling. I can't remember which episode it is. Uh, So I'll mainly be focusing on just the three uh, nights of WXW. 16 karat uh so this brought together you know it's one of the biggest tournaments uh on the european annual calendar you know if not the biggest and wxw germany of course are likely to be the biggest european promotion uh it brought in 16 incredible independent wrestling talents uh i believe eight nationalities were represented all together uh with americans canadians uh japanese wrestlers swiss hungarian german and uh english as well so uh it was just fantastic night one started off we just had the eight individual first round matches uh so we'll go through them Little by little. Uh, first match was Robert Dreisker of Germany. He is the current uh, WX, WXW Academy coach. And he was facing Fuminori Abe, a uh, fantastic competitor from Japan, the 0-1 junior heavyweight champion. And that was basically the story of the match. Robert Dreisker, if you do not know or not aware of Robert Dreisker. He is a big man, a very big man. He uh, goes to Avalanche uh, in his early careers. Uh, so you can imagine he is on the largest size. So this was a clear power advantage. Uh, but Fuminori's uh, determination uh, saw him survive the opening barrage of power. Uh, eventually, Fuminori striking. We put Dreisker on the back for... Uh, and able to score Fuminori's a couple of near falls. Uh, but in the end, uh, Dreisker was just able to pull through. Eventually hitting the Dreisker bomb. One, two, three. Robert Dreisker was the first competitor to advance to the quarterfinals. Uh, just a very good opening match. I think this was the perfect match to open the show with. Uh, next up was Coronawa versus the giant of the north of Germany, Vincent Heisenberg. Six foot six, 330 pounds of Vincent Heisenberg. So again, we're looking at the story of a uh, underdog, Coronawa, uh, 
is was very much outsized. Uh, he was clearly, you know, Vincent Heisenberg was clearly the bigger, stronger athlete. Uh, he did not await for the opening bell, attacking Coronoir before he could finish his full entrance and get himself ready. Uh, this nearly caused the upset because he literally hits his power slam finisher within the first minute, and uh, very few people kick out Vincent Heisenberg's power slam. But Coronoir did manage to fight back. Uh, at, as Heisenberg tried to lift him up for a second power slam, it was uh, Coronoir who started attacking the leg, little chops the legs, kicks the legs. This managed to get him in the uh, end. At one point, Vincent Heisenberg picked him up and was going to go for an avalanche power slam to put him away, but Noir was able to reverse this, pushing a uh, Heisenberg off the turnbuckle and then jumping on him to just attach the blackout sleeper, uh, eventually putting Vincent Heisenberg to sleep. So Coronel Wilt was the second uh, person to qualify to the quarterfinals. Next match was Peter Tihani, uh, Tihani uh, facing Aguil Blanc from France, Peter Tihanye from Hungary. Uh, this was an excellent match. This was just true, truly incredible showing from two young competitors that are receiving huge plaudits all around Europe. These are two of the best young competitors in Europe, and they really showed it in this match. Uh, Getting the first, this is awesome chance. Uh, just a variety of high-impact, high-flying offense. Uh, the tide of the match just flowed back and forth. Each competitor hit in near falls. Aguil Blanc thought he had the match one off the hit his 450 on Tihanyi, but he was able to kick out about 2.9. Eventually, Tihanyi picked up the win after hitting an avalanche slice spread to score the pinfall. Uh, an absolute... The fans at the show absolutely uh, loved this match. They, they gave the two young competitors a standing ovation. It was very much deserved, uh, arguably the best match of night one. Uh, next up, it was Lou Fisto making history as the first female to ever compete in the WXW 16 karat gold. Of course, she wanted to be the first female to win the WXW uh, 16 karat gold. And uh, Dennis Cashjulin, I guess it was a good opponent for her in the first match. He didn't really take uh, Lufisto very seriously. Uh, this would lead to Lufisto just being able to land in heavy blows, knocking Cash absolutely silly. Uh, Cash would eventually take over the match with a real vicious assault. Uh, he may be a bit of a comedic character at times, but he can be very, very vicious also and very, very conniving. Dennis Cash Dolan is uh, should never be underestimated, but he only grew frustrated because he could not put Lufisto away. Uh, and, of course, he just starts to get cocky. He's paintbrushing Lufisto in the face. But this would just fire up. She would unleash with a barrage of strikes. 
eventually him, the Tiger Driver 80 uh, for the pinfall. Really good match. Very entertaining. Uh, Maricel Knight out Arnie then defeated Michael Knight. Al Arnie was a last-minute replacement for Biff Busick, who was supposed to be in the tournament, but was came down with COVID just before and due to protocols, obviously was unable to travel and uh, unable to compete. So in came Marius Al Arnie, uh, who had been recovering from injury. Uh, really, really good match. Uh, Knight is a fantastic uh, athlete here and really just great looking springboard clotheslines, suicide dives, uh, but unable to really push past Alani, who his power and technique, his conditioning is almost unmatched in WXW Germany. Is the reason why Alani had a 30 fight uh, win streak at one point. Uh, becoming the WXW Unified World Champion. Uh, He would lock in the ankle lock on a few different occasions, but Knight was uh, able to uh, reverse these, but unable to make the comeback, just being shut down. And eventually uh, Al-Ani would hit the Diamond Driver to get the pinfall victory. As I say, brilliant match, two phenomenal talents uh the reason there is a reason michael knight is called the german highlight uh and uh that is because he really is just a fantastic uh wrestler then it was a maggot versus ace romero ac baby and the uh wxw crowd well they really really got behind ac baby uh maggot as well uh had his own sections of fans uh, who were chanting the postcode uh, from where Maggot comes from, Frank Ferg, growing up in the red light district. He is the son of nothing. This is one of the most mismatched matches of the first round. Uh, obviously, AC Romero is huge, and uh, Maggot was really unable to get out the gate to begin with. At one point, he tries to hit the spear and literally just bounces off Ace Romero. Uh, Romero, though, did get a little bit too cocky. He had the match won, but decided to actually probably punish Maggot a little bit more. Uh, This led to Baby Allison uh, getting up on the ring apron and berating AC Romero. AC would drag her into the ring and look like he was going to hit her with a powerbomb, but she got out of the way. It caused enough distraction for Maggot to hit the uh, cutter. Bam. One, two, three. Maggot surprisingly uh, made it past the first round. Uh, Again, brilliant work match. Uh, AC Romero really, the the fans really did take to AC baby. And uh, Maggot's popularity just keeps growing. It's it's almost Bray White-like charismatic enigma that is just enchanting uh, the fans. And we'll get more into that as the the weekend progresses. Uh, Shigehiro Irie then defeated Senza Volto. What more can I say? But these guys are absolutely tremendous work 
uh, incredible talents. Uh, Volto, the French sensation. Uh, he is the French sensation. Again, for a reason, almost like Michael Knight being the German highlight. Uh, the reason Sensor Volto is the French sensation is because he is just sensational in the ring. Uh, but it was Irie's power and determination that kind of made the difference in this match. Uh, Sensor Volto was competing in his first WXW 16 carat. This was Shigehiro's second uh 16 carat and he did not want to go out in that first round eventually leading him to the victory after hitting a battering bomber clothesline that almost took Volto's heads off sending him flipping into the air it was brilliant great match uh next up Jonathan Gresham in the final match the main event of night one it was Jonathan Gresham's versus the longest reigning uh, former WXW Unified World Champion. This was just incredible. It was a technical masterpiece. I honestly don't think my words can actually give it justice. Uh, when I mentioned earlier that Peter Tahanye and, and Gil Blanc had arguably the best match. It was because of this match. Now, these were both just two completely different styles of matches, whereas Agil Blanc and Tihani was much more athletic and exciting. The Gresham Bobby Guns was uh, more grounded, beautiful, technical wrestling exchanges reversals transitions to two of the best in the world right now bobby guns is a phenomenal guy he's an excellent wrestler uh, deserves a lot more credit uh, than he gets he obviously he gets his credit in germany but he needs to get his credit uh, around the world because it's thoroughly thoroughly Deserve, but it was Jonathan Gresham, the current ROH champion, uh, who made it through the first uh, first match. And uh, there you had it: the first eight qualifiers uh, into the quarterfinals were Lufisto, Maggot, Dreiska, Karanawar, Gresham, Tihanyi, Shigehiro Irae, and Marius L. Arnie. On to night two, and it was going to be Shigehiro Irie and Marius Al Arnie. Unfortunately, Al Arnie did pick up a injury in that first round match, so was unable to compete. Hector Invictus, who won a opening match, uh, pre-show match for the right to be an alternate if somebody got injured. So upstep Hector Invictus. Uh, and this was hard-hitting, solid back and forth, excellent wrestling. In the end, Shigehiro Irie came out on top. Superb back and forth battle. Uh, but Irie again with the bomber, almost taking Hector Invictus' head off. 
and picked up the victory. Then it was Gresham versus Tihani. And again, this is arguably uh, the best match of night two. Uh, we'll get on to why it is arguably in a short while. But it was Gresham and Tihani who put on an absolute classic, a clinic, uh, just beautiful wrestling. They both busted out some excellent athleticism, some beautiful springboard, springboard dives, uh, a truly, truly excellent match. And uh, it was Gresham who came away uh, the winner via pinfall with one of the most unique uh, counters and pinfalls uh, I've seen in wrestling. Uh, Gresham had him in a headlock, uh, Lee, sorry, uh, scissor headlock uh, and leg scissors. As Tihani tried to kip up out of it, as he went, pulled his legs up, Gresham pulled him in and actually pinned down Tihani. Just incredible. Again, go watch this match. I don't think I have enough uh, words to just to tell you how good it was. Uh, you then had Lou Fisto versus Maggot. Very similar to the first match that Lou Fisto had with a little less comedy. Uh, and uh, But it was Maggot who underestimated his opponent and Lufus so really took advantage of this and was able to pick up the win once again via the Tiger Driver. And then in the final quarterfinal match was Robert Dreisker versus Cara Noir. This was excellent storytelling uh, because there has been this ongoing story for Dreisker in WXW via their, week, their WXW We Love Wrestling shows where he's been getting more and more agitated. Uh, he's getting more and more short-tempered as he's losing control over his academy students. Well, he's accusing them of not listening properly. Uh, so this has started to lead to him to lash out at his students, including his most trusted student, uh, Anil Marek. And uh, Anil Marek was ringside for this match, and he played a pivotal role in the storytelling. Uh, as Cara Noir tried to put Dreisker to sleep in front of his own student, Dreisker was able to reverse this, hitting... Uh, Noir into the corner buckles and then using the Dreisker bomb to pick up the win. Great match, as you can imagine, Noir, And it was just very well laid out match. I would uh, think that was truly worthy of giving it a watch. I really recommend that match as well. Uh, sorry, I didn't actually give my uh, sugars. My, uh, I would give the first show uh, three and a half sugars. It was a great opening way to, to the weekend. A great start. So three and a half sugars to the first show. Uh, my second show, I'll get onto it. Uh, we had a tag team gauntlet match that was set up by Rot and Flot. 
uh, Rotten and Dirty. Uh, this is a tag team of Michael Schickenberg and Nikita Charisma. And this was a very good... It's an excellent gauntlet match, really. Lots of uh, interplay and storytelling throughout. Uh, Rotten Flot, it first came out, was Norman Harris, the international superstar, and Sebastian Suave, a uh, performer from Canada. And it was a really fun opening match. Rotten Flot, our usual tag team, Norman Harris and Sebastian Suave, had only teamed up once before. They can quite get on the same page. Rotten Flot were able to take advantage of this, and they picked up the first win via pinfall. Up next was Dennis Cash Doolin and Hector Invictus. Uh, uh, Cash Doolin had signed himself and Hector Invictus up for this match without Invictus's knowledge. Invictus was actually only half-dressed because he was getting undressed from his recent match uh, against... Shigehiro Irihe. Uh, but they somehow managed to pick up the win, uh, despite definitely not being on the same page whatsoever. Uh, Ron Flock thought they had the match won after landing their elevated DDT uh, double team finisher. Uh, but as they were clearing the ring of Hector and Victus, as they went back to Dennis Cash Doolin, who was on the floor. Cash was able to roll him up and get the free count. Brilliant. Just great fun. Very, very entertaining. Uh, up next, out came Heisenberg, Vic, uh, Victor Heisenberg and Baby Allison. Uh, so intergender on this one. It was Cash angering Heisenberg uh, by accidentally knocking into baby Allison, causing her to get injured. Heisenberg would lose his temper. And as he just laid down a beating onto Cash, uh, he got disqualified. Then it was the French sensation, Senza Volto and his uh, protege, Gil Blanc. Uh, and they defeated Cash and Invictus because Rotten Flock came back out down to the ring and they attacked uh, Gil Blanc and Senza Volto, causing Cash and Invictus to get disqualified. Uh, I really look forward to seeing where this goes on WXW Germany. Uh, we love wrestling because I think there's going to be a lot of entertaining matches with these four gentlemen. Anyway, up next, it was the tag team of Bobby Guns and Michael Knight. Now, Bobby Guns and Michael Knight had a hellacious rivalry throughout most of last year. Uh, I think it was five matches in total. Bobby Guns won the first match, but then Michael Knight won the second match. Then they had a match ending double disqualification. Then they had a match ending a double count out. And then eventually Bobby Guns came out on top of the anniversary show. Excellent. But through that uh, storied rivalry, they uh, 
they grew a kinship for each other, uh, a friendship. Eh? They, they, they respected each other following it. And uh, despite Blanc and Volto being the experienced team, hitting some absolutely fantastic double team moves, including at one point uh, an assisted tombstone pole driver to the bloody concrete floor uh, for poor Bobby Guns. But somehow Guns and I managed to uh, pick up the win. Really, really entertaining uh, gauntlet tag match. Fantastic. Uh, And that kind of brought an end to the first half of that. Uh, Up next, at the beginning of the uh, second half, it was Ava Everett, the Floridian it girl uh, has been making her name on the American independent scene. Well, she's over in Germany. She had won the right to face the uh, current WX, well, the current at the time, WXW women's champion, Iva Koloski from Hungary. Uh, this was really, really good. Ava has so much attitude and Iva Koloski is so athletic she continues to improve every time she's in the ring I feel it's been her best match that I've seen during her WXW run really just uh, there was a top rope cutter from Ava at one point a great superplex from the top rope Uh, Ava kicked out of Iva Koloski's moonsault she's first person to do that uh, and then hitting the spinning neck breaker she managed to pick up the pinfall and became the new wxw women's champion uh so congratulations to ava effort new wxw women's champion an excellent match right then It was on to the main event. A fatal No, it wasn't. It was the tag team match. My apologies. I don't know why I haven't got that. It was the tag team match between I'm wrong again. It was the shotgun title match. The the shotgun title had recently become vacant. Absolute Andy was unable to defend the championship at this show. And due to the shotgun rules, had to be stripped of the title. So two competitors would be chosen at lottery by random. And it was GCW's Ninja Mac. Uh, And then... Ace Romero as well. Uh, this is my first time actually seeing Ninja Mac, and he's incredible and very, 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 very entertaining. Uh, Ninja Mac wins the shotgun title, uh, managing to overcome the size of AC Baby uh, after delivering some super kicks to the legs as AC was on the middle rope, causing AC to fall backwards on hard onto his back. And then he would hit the Ninja 360, which is a Phoenix splash 
six thirty, uh, which is just just amazing uh, and so so entertaining. AC was the perfect opponent for Ninja Mac because for a long time of this match, Ninja Mac was just bouncing off AC because of his size. And uh, this really just worked into an excellent little 10-minute match. Right. Uh, up next was the WXW World Tag Team title match. It was Fast Time Mudo and the Arrows of Hungary, who were the champions, Dover and Icarus. Uh, dual enchants. The fans were amazing for this match. Great teamwork from the Arrows. They really isolated Stephanie Mays so well, really showing the uh, being together for over for around 10 years as a tag team. It was an excellent video package beforehand where they really got into, you know, how they've evolved as a tag team. And they hit some excellent double team moves. Dover's size and power was a real key component to this, especially while Stephanie Mays was in the ring. Uh, Mays' heart and determination was just so clear to see. Uh, managing to survive everything the arrows threw at her, and they just could not keep her down. Uh, then there was a great, finally gets the hot tank to Fast Time Mudo, who just comes in and cleans house with these hard, vicious kicks. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, just great combat. He, his Taekwondo is brilliant. Uh, there was a double power slam from Dover uh, to both Fast Time Mudo and Stephanie Mays. Just a true, true display of real raw power. Uh, again, great double team moves from the Arrows. Some great false finishes, especially when uh, Fast Time Mudo hit the black belt kick. Uh, you also had a crossfire from the Arrows of Hungary. Too fast, too fast, I moved over. Stephanie Mays was able to get the break. Then at one point, uh, Dover had started to focus on Fast Time Mudo's injury. Uh, she had a former leg injury and she had re injured it during a match uh, between. Uh, Fast Time Mudo and, Steph and Stephanie Mays against the Arrows of Hungary. So she had been out of action for two months. He had locked in a vicious looking single leg crab, but Mays was still able to uh, get to the ropes, eventually leading to Mays hitting two uh, beautiful spinning back kicks, uh, similar to Alistair Black, Malachi Backs. Uh, blackout kick, just brilliant. Two KOs over after the hit in the second one. New tag team champions, excellent, excellent match. Uh, the two performers, uh, sorry, all four performers afterwards, respectful handshakes following the match. Great to see. This was an excellent tag match. As I said, the arguably uh, the match between. 
Gresham and Tihani and this were team uh, for match of the night. Uh, so this wrote, as I say, now straight on to the main event. It was Tristan Archer versus Jern Simmons versus Levaniel versus Axel Tisker as champion for the WXW Unified uh, World Title. Uh, Levaniel comes out with balloons. Uh, Archer comes out with an entourage of people waving the French flag, popping all of Levaniel's uh, balloons. Jern Simmons gets steam coming down from the from uh, smoke from the above the ring, and Tiska gets a live music entrance of his uh, theme song being sung, uh, which is heavy heavy metal. So uh, don't tell me, don't don't look at me to who who this was not my type of music. Anyway, this was this was a car wreck, a heavyweight car wreck. It was brilliant. All four of these guys just four fantastic heavyweight wrestlers in Europe right now. Uh, Jern Simmons has long been one of the best wrestlers in Europe. Axel Tiska back from his WWE, WWE NXT excursion back at WXW. He's been an excellent champion. Tristan Archer has uh, become this real heel that the uh, crowds have just really uh, loved to boo Tristan Archer. And then Levanio, who's just more of a young up-and-comer, and he's really been getting a lot of uh, support. The fan favourite for this match, and there's a, as, there's a few different directions you can come out of this match. Jan Simmons and Levaniels were kind of friends going into this match, but of course, it's fatal fall away. There's no alliances, so they had to battle, so I expect something to come out of their confrontation during the match. Uh, Jan Simmons is so bloody strong. At one point, he suplexed, froze Archer at Tisco. It was just a sight to behold to see him be able to throw Tristan Archer, who is not a small dude. Uh, each guy managed to hit their finishers. Of course, this only is fatal for a waste of matches. Uh, people were constantly breaking up pins. Uh, each, each guy got a chance to shine, have flurries of chaining moves together. Each had opportunities to win. Uh, eventually it came down to Tristan Archer hitting a Lobo to Jern Simmons and then hitting the coup de gras, oh, sorry, coup de tar, uh, which is a tombstone into a lung buster. And uh, he pinned Levaniel to become the new WXW Unified World Champion. So... We have, yeah, as I say, a new WXW Unified Champion. I would definitely give Knight to Four Sugars. Uh, this was an excellent, excellent night of wrestling. And as I say, the crowd was just so uh, 
it was just getting livelier and livelier. They're just so much behind some of the new guys, especially guys like P- Peter Tihani. The crowd was really behind him. Same with Levanio, uh, and even Maggot. But we'll get into that a little bit more here. Uh, so night three, it opened up with an excellent video package. Uh, superb. Uh, brilliantly produced video package. It would have obviously been, only been done the night before. So this was excellently put together. Uh, it started off with Dreisker and Lufisto in the first semi-final match. Uh, and Dreisker just... Bullies, Lufisto, really, really aggressive. Just really confirming that he is the heel now. Uh, his attitude has completely changed. He was being rude to all the fans. It was Lufisto also accidentally chopped the ring post, the hardest part of the ring. Uh, this was excellent. Eventually, it was Dreisker who came away with the win. This was the shortest match of the tournament, uh, probably only about five minutes in total. Uh, But it really helped set the tone for this change in attitude for Robert Dreisker. Then it was the semi-final, the other semi-final match, Jonathan Gresham uh, against Shigehiro Irie. Uh, you can see that the tournament, uh, the previous matches, has begun to take its toll on their battered bodies. Uh, Gresham here had been the uh, longest. He had wrestled longer than anybody else so far. This was, Irie had the power, Gresham had the technique. Uh, Irie focused on Gresham's back, Gresham focused on Irie's leg. Irie hit a Samoan drop from a middle rope. Gresham kicked out of the Beast Bomber clothesline. And it came down to Jonathan Gresham actually locking in a figure four. Uh, the two literally screaming at, at each other while Gresham's locked in this figure four. And he's just, and each of the competitors are just doing what they can. They're just screaming, slapping each other. Eventually, I've never seen this done before, but. Jonathan Gresham managed to actually stand up fully whilst uh, still having the figure four locked in. This was just too much for Irie. He was just laid back. One, two, three. Really, really uh, standing ovation again for this match. Uh, Irie, the emotion, the tears. He wouldn't shake. Gresham's how hands, but then Gresham bowed to him and went to leave. But then Irie pulled him back and shook his hand. Really good. Then it was a non-title match between Ava Everett and Baby Allison. And Ava Everett has become such an obnoxious heel that the fans were cheering for the normally hated witch bitch of pro wrestling, uh, Baby Allison. Uh, This was a short match, very short indeed, but Baby Allison showed off some real flexibility in this match. One point, uh, whilst on her knees, 
Brian, uh, leaning backwards as uh, Ava had gone for a super kick, but Matrix avoided it. Uh, at one point, she does a run, slam into the turnbuckles, and managed to kick her leg over the back of her own head and kick uh, Ava Everett in the face, but came on out the victor. Huge cheers from the crowd for baby Allison defeating Ava Everett. As I say, they really, really dislike the obnoxious nature of Ava Everett. Next up, Cara Noir versus uh, Dennis Cash Dolin. One of the most entertaining matches and creative matches you'll ever see. Go out of your way to watch it. I really can't describe how good their, how their minds work to put this match together. Really fantastic match. Uh, then Ninja Mac was defending the WXW Shotgun Challenge in a fatal four-way. So three challengers were chosen by lottery at random, and it was Maggot. And the Cara and the rotation. The crowd has really, by now, they've just taken to Maggot. They are absolutely enamored with this enigma, this charismatic. I, I can only describe it almost like a Bray White following that the WXW fans have really just taken to his this dark twisted personality he's got so much charisma it's just hypnotizing and the fans uh were on their feet chanting for maggot oh but ninja mac is just one of the most entertaining uh wrestlers i've ever seen as i say this is the first time i've ever seen ninja mac other than a few clips of gcw matches that he's had and all I can say is I am a Ninja Mac fan. Uh, Endakara is so fast and so lethal, so vicious. Uh, the Swedish-born Turkish assassin is a great uh, young talent coming out of Europe. He would be... He, he's... They're superstar and written all over this guy. And it, I think even Maga realized that. Uh, you'll see if you go watch this, uh, the interaction Maga has with Endakara before the match. Uh, it was the rotation, though, who was definitely the most agile. Uh, again, this was a, just a completely different Fatal 4-Way car crash to the heavyweight style of car, Fatal 4-Way car crash. It was just insane uh at one point ninja mac hits the most suicidal flip dive from a second floor balcony onto the three uh components rotation jump flips over fans to, uh it's it's amazing really really is and then the way that maggot steals the victory whilst because he managed to hit the cutter on Ninja Mac as he was doing his 630 Phoenix Splash. Brilliant. And uh, Maggot 
picks up and becomes the new WXW Shotgun Champion. This is the first time he's won a championship as a singles competitor. And the crowd, again, they were on their feet applauding this match and the fact that Maggot had come out on top. Uh, Axel Tiska then faced Fuminori Abe. Uh, this is beautiful. Tiska is a phenomenal grappler. And Abe, well, he gives as good as he got. Uh, Tiska's size advantage gave him the edge during the match. Uh, and he tried to folk, but Abe, through his determination, starts to fight back and focus on Tiska's arm, trapping in, um, in several submissions that Tiska is eventually able to power out of. There's some really, really stiff slaps in this match. And at one point, uh, Abe, he literally gets his knuckles and he punches you directly in the cranium, cranium up at the top of your head. It was, ooh, a bit nasty, a bit vicious, uh, but brilliant. Uh, then it is a six-man tag match. Lucha rules. Uh, AC Romero, Gil Blanc, Sansa Volto against the Arrows of Hungary, uh, Dover and Icarus, as well as their tag team partner for this match, Peter Tahani. And wow, this was nuts. Uh, I'm going to have to say, of course, I don't like Lucha rules. And at one point, they decided to have a dance-off rather than wrestling. I don't like luchas. I don't like dances, dance-off in wrestling matches. And, uh, but, you know, yes, I am an old man. I'm grumpy and I don't really like this in wrestling. But you know what? Considering the occasion that it was this weekend, this whole... Uh, tournament which isn't just the uh, actual 16 karat tournament as well you had the wxw and friends showcase you had the ambition 13 and then you had the we love so it's just so much and the crowd this was for that live crowd and this was entertaining it was ridiculous it was stupid but it was really entertaining even i Kind of, yeah, hypocrite Andy again, but yeah, it was just good. Eventually, big old band Dover realized that this is a wrestling match, let's get back to the wrestling. So that's what they did. And after uh, the theatrics and the dancing and everything, this just turns into a great uh match. Obviously, Lucha rules, people coming in and out. Arrows, great teamwork. The same with Senza Volto and Gil Blanc. Uh, Tihanye, Gil and Blanc, they just fly around the wing, uh, the ring with just ease. It's just a crazy match. Really entertaining overall. And again, the crowd just absolutely loved it. Then it was back to the serious nature. The main event. The final uh 
match of the WXW 16 Carat Tournament, Jonathan Gresham versus Robert Dreisker. Jonathan Gresham, of course, competed in the first ever 16 Carat Tournament. Robert Dreisker has been with uh, WXW for around 13 years. He's never won the big one. He's never won uh, 16 characters. So obviously, he was determined to win this match. It was obviously the power advantage, the size advantage. It was kind of what played into most of the match. Uh, but Jonathan Gresham was just able to continue his heart, his determination. Uh, at first, when... Gresham would try to hit high-flying moves, you know. Dreisgood would just catch him and slab him back down. But after a while, you know, Gresham had worn Dreisgood down. And he was able to uh, start landing some of these incredible springboards. And his technical wrestling is second to none. Really is one of the best in the world right now. Uh, he deserves far more applauders than he actually gets. Uh, it was an excellent back and forth encounter for around 15 minutes. Uh, towards it, at the end of the ring, you had the WXW locker room empty and surround the ring, backing down on the ring, cheering. Uh, Dreisker would hit two Dreisker bombs on Gresham. But Gresham was still able to pull it all way through. Uh, and then uh, running, diving, forearm to uh, and Dreisker. Gresham was able to pick up the win by pinfold. Huge ovation to the crowd. And brilliant, brilliant tournament. Overall, this was just excellent match i'm gonna give the third and final show four sugars i'm gonna give the entire week and four and a half sugars i know you'll say but you only gave the first one three and a half and then two shows four and a half it was just the occasion everything about this was just brilliantly produced brought to the fans the wxw fans which is so amazing and i just yeah four and a half sugars for the entire weekend it's available on wxw now go check it out i assume it eventually will be put on the wwe network as well so if you don't want to get wxw now to watch it do watch it on the wwe network uh Excellent, and thank you for joining in to this uh, episode 60.5, The Extra, the WXW 16 Carat Review. And remember, folks, remember one thing, don't feed the trolls. <laughs>